Hallelujah. I'm excited today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our Sunday morning meeting. And today we are going to have a great time in the Lord. We're going to be learning about a couple of different things that the Lord has laid on my heart to learn about today. I'm really excited about this, actually. And so we are just going to open up in prayer before we go on. So let's go. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for each and every one watching and listening in the name of Jesus. Father God, may you open up our ears, the ears of our understanding. Lord God, take off the scales in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, because your word is so mighty. And I thank you, Lord God, because not only are you a mighty God, but you are bigger than every problem that any of us has in the name of Jesus. And we give those all over to you right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to help me to preach the word, Lord God, to the people in the name of Jesus and give them an understanding, give them revelation, send your Holy Spirit to fill each one afresh with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' holy and precious name, Lord God, give them softened hearts. Take away the hardened heart of stone and give them hearts of flesh in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, that your word be glorified in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just stand for a second. Hallelujah. Your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Ya kando kura bata bata sandi a roda bila to kambato kura. Bangu roda bata sandi ke debite kiro debile debile to kambato kura debita kando sotiaro. Hallelujah. We love you. We glorify your precious name, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the praise. Hallelujah. Show each person Jesus in every book and every page of your Word. Change their lives. Change our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you. And all God's people said, amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we are going to get started here. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah. Let's go into the book of Psalms. Glory to God. Now, we're going to be doing a couple of different things here today. Um, Let's go into the book of Psalms. All right. Turn there with me. Maybe I do need to take my glasses off because... It's going to be a little hard to read with them on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's not going to work. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Okay. Well, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about fasting. Fasting. Hallelujah. Fasting. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about fasting. This is the first day of the month, and there's a lot that is happening, a lot that's going on in the world around us. And we need to, as a church, as the body of Christ, fast. We need to come together and pray together. Hallelujah. As a corporate body, it's important to do that. As your family, as your corporate body, as your church, as the body of Christ, we are all standing together. There's a lot that's happening and many people are afraid. Many Christians are afraid. We know the non-Christians are afraid. And so we've got to come together and pray and go before the Lord and ask him to stop the 
kill the dying of these people who are being affected by the infected by the coronavirus. We need to come before the Lord and ask him to stop this virus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. There are some countries where uh, there's so much more than in other countries, particularly Korea and China, China being number one, Korea being number two. And there are lots and lots of them. And what did you say? In Japan too? Okay. I haven't seen any numbers in Japan, but a Apparently, Japan has some high numbers as well. Um, and the thing is, we need to be praying for them. Well, today is the March, is the first of the month. And the beauty of the first of the month is it is an opportunity to come before the Lord and offer it up as like a first fruit before the Lord. And the first fruit being that it is the first day of the month. You offer up that first day unto the Lord and it makes it, you put it aside and make it a special day. So it would be a perfect time to be praying, to be fasting, hallelujah. And it is wonderful to be able to to do that. So the Lord God is so holy and so mighty. And what we're going to be doing is going through scripture, talking about fasting today. We're going to be talking and we're also going to be praying today. Hallelujah. Then I also want to share with you a little bit at the end about um, getting together to pray as well in the name of Jesus. And so I'll be posting more about that on Facebook as well, but I'm going to be um, talking about that here at the end of the service. So what we're going to do is we are going to go before the Lord. Hallelujah. We are going to go before the Lord. And I just hear the Lord to say, to, saying to pray in the name of Jesus. Pray, hallelujah, in the spirit. So let's do it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We glorify you. We give you praise and honor and glory. We give this time over to you in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. It is you who takes over in the name of Jesus. I can't do it on my own. I don't want to do it on my own. I give it over to you for you to do it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the first thing I want to share with you is when we go into, um, let me see if there's a couple of different places that we'll go. Okay. Let's see here. We're going to go through the Bible, okay, and we're going to talk about fasting. All right, so what we're going to do is let's go into Psalms 69, okay? All right, let's go into the book of Psalms 69, okay, we're going to go into... Psalms 69.10, okay? Psalms 69.10. And it says, When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach. I made sackcloth also my garment, and I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and I was the song of the drunkards. But as for me, 
My prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time. So we look and we see one place where fasting is mentioned here, and that's Psalms 69.10. Psalms 69.10. We go before the Lord and we fast. We fast offering up our own selves, letting go of our own desires because we are letting go of the physical in order to, to pursue the spiritual. Hallelujah. So it's Psalm 69.10. All right. Then we're going to go to the book of 1 Samuel 7.7. 7. Okay. 1 Samuel 7.7. 7. All right. 1 Samuel 7.7. 7. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel 7, 7, it says, And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Did I go to the right one? Okay. And the children of Israel, hallelujah, let's go up to 6. And they gathered together to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day. So this is what they did and said there, we have sinned against the Lord and Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. Okay. So when there was a problem, they went before the Lord, they fasted. Okay. In fact, in verse five, it says, and Samuel said, gather um, let's go to one. Let's go to first to first Samuel seven one. We're going to back up just a moment here, and we'll hear the whole story. And the men of Kirjath-Jerim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kirjath-Jerim that the time was long, for it was twenty years. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you. So right there, the Lord, the, the, the Lord is instructing them through Samuel to stop worshiping idols. Because when you worship idols, meaning you put anything before the Lord, your own attitude, your own feelings, anything, your own desires before the Lord, you make it an idol to him, before him. <clears throat> Excuse me. You make it an idol in your life. And God will turn away from us when we have idols in, his, in our lives. And that's what he did. And he said, Samuel said to them, Samuel and Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. See, they had been attacked. They were in trouble because they put their own desires before the Lord's. When we put our own desires before the Lord, we make them idols, and God 
does not want to be second in our lives. He wants to be first. And it is important if we love the Lord God that we serve him first, 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 before anything, any agenda you have, any ideas you have. And when you serve him first, the only way is to do what he says. The Bible says, Jesus said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, you say that you love me, but you don't do what I command. You say you love me, but you don't do what I command. You say, oh, I love the people of God, but then you don't forgive them. Then you have bitterness in your heart. Then you have pride in your heart. Jesus said, no, follow after me. That's what he said. So then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth, we're in verse four, and served the Lord only. And watch what happened. And Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord and Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. All right, so we're going to go to the next one. Second Samuel 1, 12. Second Samuel 1, 12. And what you're going to begin to see is a pattern here. Okay, when the children cry out to the Lord, fasting and praying goes with that. Praying is crying out to the Lord. Fasting is very often accompanied with that. All right, are we at it? 2 Samuel 1.12. It says, and they mourned and wept and fasted until even for Saul and for Jonathan, his son, and for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they were fallen by the sword. So they fasted, they prayed, they wept, they mourned. Okay. They mourned. And they went before the Lord. This was what they were doing, going before the Lord. In verse 13, it says, And David said unto the young man that told him, Whence art thou? And he answered, I am the son of a stranger and a Malachite. And David said unto him, How wast thou not afraid to stretch forth thine hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? He's talking about Saul. And David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. And he smote him that he died. All right. So they fasted. They fasted when there was trouble and they prayed when there was trouble. They cried out to God when there was trouble. We've got to use this as an example. Okay. When there's an example, we follow what the Lord God shows us in his word. Let's go to Acts chapter 13, verse two. Okay. Acts chapter 13, verse two. Two. Okay. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. God will move as we fast and we pray. Look at this. All right, I'm going to start with one. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord 
and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, there's another spot right there. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. And that when they had gone through the isle unto, Paph unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. Okay, so we're talking about here the church in Antioch, okay? The first church, the church in Antioch. And this church was, of course, they were praying, there were leaders in the church, and the Holy Spirit called out the two of them, Saul and Barnabas, and he sent them out. So the men and women in there prayed over him, but it was one they were fasting and ministering unto the Lord. Ministering unto the Lord means that they're praying and worshiping. They're worshiping unto the Lord. That's what we do when we worship the Lord. We're ministering unto him. We're showing him how much we love him. That's why when we worship the Lord, we worship him with beautiful songs that, that would please him, that would touch his heart. That's why there are many worship songs out there today that are not worship songs. We say they're worship, we say they're praise, but they're not. They're about us or about the things around us, and it's not a song unto the Lord. Worship is when we minister to the Lord. We sing to him. We, 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 we love him. That's ministering. So as they ministered and they fasted and they prayed, the Lord called Saul and Barnabas okay, into the ministry. He called them in, called them and said, separate them. Now this is what I want you to go. They said they were sent away. Okay, let's now. And actually, before we go on, uh, Saul had come here. Paul, we know, um, had come. And I believe that he had been here for, I believe it was a few years. He had already been here um, because the Lord had called him. And now he gave him a specific assignment here. So when you fast and you pray, this is an example. The Holy Spirit will give you assignments when you fast and you pray unto him. When you fast and you pray, the Holy Spirit will give you clarity and give you assignments. Okay? So you are saying, Lord God, I want you to use me. It's not because of the act of fasting. God doesn't need us to do something. But it has to do with our own heart. We're coming before the Lord saying, Lord, we want to give everything over to you, including even the time that we would give ourselves sustenance. We're denying ourselves, and the Lord honors that. He honors that. Okay? Now, we're going to move on, okay? We're going to go to the next one. All right. Now, let's go through this. Okay? Go back here for a moment. All right, we've got some more scripture here to go through. Hallelujah. Okay, so now. All right, as we talk about this, fasting. 
Fasting is a very powerful thing, tool that we do under the Lord. Okay? It's something very, very powerful that we do unto the Lord. If I can open up my Bible there. Here we are. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go on to the next one, okay? And I want to share something with you. When we fast, it's not about the people around us knowing that we're fasting. It's not about our pride and to make us look holy. In fact, we're praying, we're fasting corporately, praying corporately, but we are calling ourselves to a fast. So that's why we're sharing with each other. But it isn't about, look how holy I am. God called the people who decided to do that, the hypocrites. That's what he called them. Because they wanted to be seen and heard. They wanted people to think, oh, look how holy I am. Rather than living holy and being holy as the Lord God is holy, as he said in his word. That through Jesus Christ, we may be made holy. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So we have nothing. We have nothing for God that we can give him. He created us. Think about that. How good can we be? We can't be. We, we're not good without him. Even Jesus said that. No man is good. That's what he said. Only through Jesus Christ do we have righteousness. Can we even be seen by the Lord? Can we even be heard by the Lord through the Jesus Christ that we serve? That is when he shed his blood and we, we repented for our sins. That's how the Lord God is able to even hear us because he cannot, he cannot be with sin. So the blood covers us. The blood covers us. Therefore, he can look upon us through the blood, the holy blood, the mighty blood of Jesus. It's cleansed us of us of all unrighteousness. It's cleansed us. He is mighty. All right, let's move on, okay? What we're going to do is we're going to go to the book of Acts, or excuse me, the book of Daniel chapter 10, okay? Daniel chapter 10. All right, Daniel chapter 10. All right. Okay, verse three. Okay, we'll start with one. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belchus. Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the four, in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hidekel, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked and beheld, behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Uphaz. Now look at that. 
Look and see what happened here. Daniel was fasting. Daniel had something revealed to him. He began to fast and the Lord opened up his understanding and even came forth with something more. Okay, let's read on. Verse six, his body also was like the barrel and his face as the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. So as Daniel was fasting, the Lord began to show him things. The Lord began to open up his understanding, the eyes of his understanding. This is what Daniel, what God did in Daniel. And Daniel did not do it for others. Daniel did it as unto the Lord, for love unto the Lord. Hallelujah. He's holy and he's mighty. And as we do these things as unto the Lord, he is faithful. But we're going to stop right here. And we're going to stop and we're going to move on to part two. Now, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, uh, we're going to continue right on. And those of you who are watching on the video, we are going to be uploading the video um, at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the second video. So look for part two. And we are excited. I'm very excited. But I just want to pray with you before we close with part one because we're kind of on a cliffhanger here. But come back and listen as God is going to do great and mighty things. He's going to do great and mighty things, okay? So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for each and every one here. I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that you love us. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord God. Be with each one here today, Lord God, as they go and walk out and walk and do things, Lord God, throughout their day. Be with their families, Lord God. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory and honor. And we thank you in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said, Amen. Tune in to part two at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and share this with your friends. Share this video. You can share it on Facebook. You can share it on YouTube. Either one, it's going to be premiering. And I'm looking forward to seeing you then. God bless you. I love you. Until then. All right. Okay, so now we are on to part two. Hallelujah. And we've been talking about fasting. Hallelujah. And what God is doing as we fast and how he works through things that we give unto him. And what I taught before was it's not that the fast in of itself is... um, God doesn't need us to do anything. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's so mighty and so powerful. But as we fast, he works through that as we put ourselves under subjection. You see, we're denying ourselves and we're doing it in love unto the Lord. We're not doing it to be noticed. We're not doing it for people to see us and think how holy, oh, how holy are we. There's a scripture that talks about the real true fast, not so that you could, you know, be noticed and seen and everybody will say, wow, look how holy he is or she is. But no, 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 no. It's to break bondages. Hallelujah. For the 
poor. Hallelujah for the saints. The real true fast is a spiritual thing and God will work through it. And we stopped where we were in the book of Daniel. We read about Acts where Paul and Barnabas or Saul at the time and Barnabas were sent out as they fasted and prayed. Now we're looking at the book of Daniel and we're in the book of Daniel chapter 10 and we're talking now and we read where the Lord God, uh, some the Lord appeared to him. The Lord appeared to him and it says, in verse 6, his body was like the barrel, and his face is the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Now look at this. Daniel saw something that was revealed to him. Then Daniel decided, because it was revealed to him, he wanted more understanding and revelation, so he began to fast. You see, God uses the base things of this, or of this world, this earth, the weak things. So as we fast in the physical, we may be weak in the physical, but in the spiritual, ooh, there is strength. You see, God will strengthen us. That's what he'll do. He will strengthen you as you go before him and you give this unto him. And the Lord God is faithful. Hallelujah. Faithful, oh so faithful. All right, I'm going to read on here. Okay, verse 13. But the, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry, I skipped ahead here. Let me go back for a second. I skipped ahead. I went on to the next page. All right, so it says, uh, yet, heard I the voice of his words. Let's go back to eight. Mm. We're going to go back to six because that's where we stopped. I, I, we, we, we're going to stop. We stopped there. All right. Verse seven. And Daniel alone saw the vision for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I re retained no strength. Yet I heard the voice of his words and what I heard when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. And behold, an hand touched me which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand up right. For unto thee am I now sent. Now this is an angel. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself, catch that, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. You see, it was not about Daniel being noticed or seen. It was about Daniel's heart. And that is what the fast is for. It is about our heart as we bring our heart and lay it down under the Lord. Our lives are must be a sacrifice unto the Lord. This is what God wants for us. This is why the fast is a special thing. If you're walking around telling everybody about how you're fasting, that's not under the Lord. That's under 
unto people. That's for you to look special and holy and powerful or whatever it is that you want. But if this fast is under the Lord, it says right here, right here. Then said he unto me, fear not, I'm going back to 12, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. So he was fighting against a demon. He was fighting against demonic forces. And it said for 40 days. So he was on his, for 20 days. He was on his way. But the enemy came and fought him and didn't want this thing to come to pass. Now, I want you to hear this. And I, I want you to hear this, hear, 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 hear this. God has a plan for each and every one of us. This plan, we didn't go backwards, but this plan was already, it was a prophecy that Daniel read. And the Lord God gave him understanding and he realized, wait a minute, this is a prophecy for today. So what did Daniel do? He didn't just put the book down to scroll down and sit back and say, well, okay, Lord, bring it on. No, he knew he had to pray. This is an example for you and I. Whatever God's plan is, it will not just happen. We must pray that it may happen. That is biblical. That is scriptural. That is the way God moves through your prayer. You can read the word of God all you want, but if you do not pray, you will be dry, dry, dry. You need them both, okay? You need them both. I've heard it said, if all you do is read the word, you'll dry up. If all you do is pray, you'll blow up. But if you pray and read the word, you'll grow up. Look at that. The word is powerful, but the word will bring you to prayer. And if you're not praying, you're suppressing, you're rejecting what the Holy Spirit is doing. So therefore you will dry up. And as you pray, the Lord God will bring you to his word to see what he has to say to you. And if you're not doing that, then you're grieving the Holy Spirit. You're stopping and quenching the Holy Spirit. And therefore we have another problem. But Daniel decided when he read this word, when he read what this prophecy was, he said, oh, I see, I'm going to pray and fast. And that's what he did. And as soon as he started, as soon as he started, the Lord God knew and the enemy knew. I want you to know that. I want you to understand that. The enemy knew too. The angel was on his way. And a demon who had an authority over Persia came to stop him from coming. And Michael had to come to help him. Michael the archangel. Now I'm going to read on verse 14. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. You see, without prayer, God won't move in our lives. Somebody's praying for you. Somebody's been praying for you. I knew when I was younger, when I was a brand new Christian, I knew somebody had been praying for me because if nobody was praying for me, I would not have been saved. 
Now, God is mighty and he works through our prayers. He doesn't need us, but he chooses to use us, you see. He chooses to work through our prayer. He chooses that. God is so faithful. Why do I say somebody was praying for me? Because I was living the life of a heathen, like all of us were before the Lord Jesus. My family wasn't a Christian family, so I didn't understand. It's not like I had just fallen away. I never even knew. I never even knew. And there were seeds that would be planted. There were seeds that would be planted throughout my life. And I can look back now and say, whoa, that was a seed. Oh, that was a seed. But somebody was praying for me and somebody's been praying for you. So the things, if you're not praying and things are happening, God is doing mighty things in your life. Somebody's praying for you and you need to know that. But imagine how much more God will use you and will work in your life and in your children and in your family and in your wife and in your husband and your uncles and your aunts. If you're praying for them, see, God wants to use us for the, for his glory. He will work through us. And whatever the plan is, maybe someone prophesied over you and said, you are called to be a pastor, but mister, you better pray that thing through. Miss, you better pray that thing through. If God called your son to be an evangelist, listen, mama and father, you better pray that boy through. You better pray that thing through. This is what the word shows us. Daniel was not unwise. He didn't just sit back and say, all right, God, well, I see it was written out, so it's for you to do. No, 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 no. We are not doing it in our strength. I need to make that clear to you. Understand that we're not doing it in our strength. However, through our prayer, which is led by the Holy Spirit, the Lord God is doing the fighting. The Lord God is doing the battle. The battle is his, not ours. You understand that? The battle is his. This is not about us. This is not even about this particular place that we are in. It is about the principalities. It's about spiritual places. It is about the heavenlies. It is not about the physical. We've got to get that through our heads. Whenever some the enemy comes against you, and I say the enemy because if someone's gossiping about you, they've got this to say, you lost your job, you're da 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 That's the enemy against you. That's not just the world around you and just things, ah, just happenstance, you know, I guess you weren't lucky. There's no such thing as luck, baby. There's no such thing as luck. There is the Lord God, the mighty God, the one true God in heaven, hallelujah, who is the mighty God over all the earth, over you and over me. And what he allows, he allows. And what he doesn't allow, he doesn't allow. But it's time for you, my friends, you, my saints, to begin praying. Instead of telling God, oh my gosh, look at this problem that I've got. Oh my goodness, look at what's been going on. And oh my gosh, because that's what you're saying if you're not looking to God and saying, wow, God, you've got this. If you're not saying that, you're telling the Lord God, look at my problems and you can't figure it out. You're telling God that through your life. Remember when Paul said that if you, if you show him your faith, He'll show you his through his works, right? A paraphrase. Why? Why was he saying that? Because he meant that he lived what the word of God said. He lived it. That's how he could say, I'll show you my works. I'll show you my works because he's saying my life is what I walk out. The word of God is what I'm walking out in my life. And that's how you know where my faith is in my works. When I say 
whoa, there's a problem. And I go before the Lord. That's my works, you see. Instead of, well, I'm a Christian, but oh, no, no, no. What's going to happen? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No. That's demonic. That's fear. The Bible says, be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. Now, I was, there's a movie that I'm thinking I'm going to watch, and it is uh, playing online today. And it's by, with, I don't know if his first name is Richard, and I mentioned this before, but I had the wrong thing that he said. Um, he was the one who, uh, the pastor, the German pastor who founded Voice of the Martyrs. And he said, as he was on his way to being, uh, you know, going to have a life of torture because he called out and cried out and stood up for Jesus Christ instead of the communist government. They were taking him to, I believe it was Romania. I thought it was in Siberia, but I believe it was Romania. And I'm not a hundred percent sure. Don't quote me on it, but it was a place where there was going to be some serious torture and he knew it. And he said, what is today? And what he asked them, they weren't going to tell him. And they, they finally answered him. And he said to himself, the reason he wanted to know the day was because he knew that there were 366 scriptures in the Bible saying, instructing us, do not fear. He said there were 366 saying, do not fear. Okay. Now I'm going to study this out. I have not studied that out, but I believe he's right. I'm going to study that out. And I, I, I encourage you to study that out because the Bible says, do not fear. What happens when you're in the middle of the problem and you start saying, oh no, oh no, that's fear. And the Bible says the fearful will be thrown into the lake of fire. The fearful, you think that if you love the Lord Jesus Christ and you follow him, that you would be afraid of what's going to happen. No, 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 no. You've got to go to the word. This is what God wants us to read. One of the reasons God wants us to read his word, because when we read his word, it strengthens us. Every time I open up my Bible, every single time, no matter what I can, it's like, I don't know how to describe it physically, but the spirit of God is filling me, strengthening me. There is this thing. It's, I can literally feel it strengthening me. You see, the Bible is the living word of God and we need it. You can't live the Christian life without this word of God. You cannot, it is not possible. Once I heard a friend, an old friend say, well, God's not going to punish us if we don't read the word of God every day. You're right. He won't punish you. But trust me when I say that you will be in some serious trouble if you do not read the word of God every single day. If you do not read the word of God every single day, you will be in some trouble. This world is not an easy world that we live in. My daughter and I were making a joke the other day. We were laughing about this. And growing up when I was a kid, I don't remember my parents telling me this, but I learned this as a brand new young baby Christian. So let me just tell you the story for a moment. When I, okay, I said before today that I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So... I didn't know what maybe some of you might know or some of you who grew up in a Christian home knew. I didn't know any of that stuff. So I just knew that I thought that once I became a Christian, everything would be perfect. I really believed that. I don't know where I got that idea, but I believed that. I got it from somewhere. So 
Now, you and I both know that once you become a Christian, the enemy suddenly comes after you because he doesn't want you to keep, he doesn't want you in, in, in eternity with the Lord Jesus. So everything's coming after you when you become a Christian. I didn't know that. I'm telling you that today. If you're one of those people who believes that when you become a Christian, life is going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy, that is a lie from the pit of hell. This is why you need the word of God to strengthen you because the enemy is going to come against you with all forces. He doesn't need to come against the, the, the sinner out there with all force because they're already on their way to hell. They've already condemned themselves with the word by the word of God. They've already done it. Why does he need to keep them down? He just, you know, comes and he harasses them and does that, but they're already going to hell. But you, the brand new Christian or the Christian that's been walking and teetering, you see the enemy's going to put all his forces against you because he wants to take you out. The Bible says he came to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he does. He's walking around, lurking around, lurking to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's waiting for your weak point. Now, this is why you need the word of God. So let me take you back to the story, okay? Keep that, keep that right there. Keep that right there. So I was a brand new Christian. I was going through some serious stuff and it wasn't little things that I was going through. I had gone through tremendous heartache. However, I had a friend, praise God. She was a Christian. She had been serving the Lord much longer than me. I was a baby, baby Christian. Okay. And I didn't know how much of a baby, baby Christian I was, but I digress. So I remember her saying to me, I don't think, in fact, I know I'll never forget it. Uh, back then I used to love to box. I always loved to box. I have brothers, only brothers. And so I was a tomboy for the most part. So I liked to fight with my brothers and did fight with my brothers, even when I didn't want to, but I liked to box. It was just exciting to me. And it was a form of exercise. And I was in high school, I was a track and field runner and I used to run hurdles and that type of thing. And so my friend, and I just praise God for her. And I, and I think I'll never forget it. She's got in front of me and she used to wear glasses. Actually, that looked a little bit like this. She got in front of me and she always used to wear her glasses kind of like this. And I remember she always would talk real close to me. And so she got real close to my face, just like this. And I know I'll never forget it. And she said, listen, Michelle, it's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to understand that this Life is not easy. You know those boxing gloves that you like to wear? It's time for you to get those boxing gloves on and start fighting. Because I was boohooing over all these things going on. Not that they weren't a problem. Not that they weren't big. But it was the wrong way to handle it, you see. And I'm so thankful that she said something. Instead of just letting me boohoo and just fall to pieces, she said, listen, sister. You know how you love to run hurdles and you love to race when you were in high school? She said, get those running shoes on, girl. Lace those things up and start running this race. Glasses just like this. Start running this race. I tell you the same thing, okay? Life is not easy. But with Jesus Christ is victorious. We are victorious with Jesus Christ. God has so many things that he wants to teach you and I. If we will just read his word, follow his word, abide in him. That's what the word says, not go to him and then come back out and then go to him, come back out. That's in Psalms 91. If we'll abide in him, let's go there. Okay. Let's go to Psalms 91. 
All right? I want you to see this, okay? You, some of you already know it, and some of you don't, but you need to see this yourself. That dear sweet sister, I'll never forget what she said to me, and I'm so grateful that she said it. And she said a couple of different things from to me that I really needed to hear that nobody else told me. And now I'm telling you, all right? I'm telling you. Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Right there. Right there is exactly what I was saying. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. You dwell within Him. You see, when you follow after Jesus, you're in Him. The Bible says that when Jesus comes to live in your heart, you become one with Him. Your spirit and his spirit become inseparable. You cannot distinguish the difference between your spirit and his spirit. So when you feel grieved in your spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. Friends, that's not just you. There's not just the Holy Spirit in your spirit. When you become saved, you become one with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are one with him. If you will abide in the secret place, if you will abide, dwell in the secret place of the most high, then you can say all of these other promises. Okay? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. You, you will abide. You will live under the shadow. Even the shadow of the almighty is mighty. Even his shadow is mighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Listen, listen, listen. You need to read this scripture for yourself. The Lord God is mighty. He will protect you when you will dwell and abide in him. When you dwell in the secret place, you dwell in the secret place, okay? You come before the Lord here today. We're here talking about the word the word of God. The word of God will instruct you to fast as we began reading throughout scripture. The word of God will instruct you to be, to, that your heart must be changed. He wants our heart. That's why the fast is not an act to do before the crowds of people. It is not something that you do to let everybody know how holy you are. It is not for everybody to know. It is between you and the Lord that you are putting yourself under subjection, your physical desires. Because come on, we want a pot of spaghetti and we want pizza and vegetables, whatever those things are. You like a nice ham sandwich? Don't we all like a good roast chicken? Whatever it is, you're putting that under subjection. You're saying, I'm going to deny myself for my Lord Jesus. It's what Daniel did, okay? I'm going to read the rest of this. I just want you to hear this. Psalms 91. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not 
come nigh thee. You can't do that on your own, but the Lord Jesus can do that. The Lord Jesus is powerful. Okay, what about Elijah? Elisha, excuse me, Elisha. Okay, when he was surrounded by the king's army and his servant, they woke up first thing in the morning and his servant, they were in the book of 2 Kings, his 615, I believe it is, 615, I believe. And his servant said, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And he prayed and said, Lord God, open up the eyes of his understanding. And the Lord opened up the eyes of his understanding and suddenly he saw all the fiery chariots around all the people and the chariots and the people on the earth. If I'm, I'm not saying it right. I'm trying to get this word out, but all they were surrounded by physical people and physical armies, but those armies were surrounded by God's fiery army. You see, they were protected because Elisha, fact one, dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. Friends, God will fight your battles for you if you will dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Let me read on. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot, excuse me, against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. And adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. He set his love upon me. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is about the heart. Are you willing to go before the Lord and to give your life over to him? You cannot dwell in him. Dwell, okay, in the secret place of the Most High. If you're not going to let go of your life, that's what you must do. You must let go of your life. As Jesus said in his word, you must submit everything to him, surrender it all to him, give it all to Jesus. And then you have this protection. You're in him, you see. Friends, I'm going to list some scriptures because we're gonna end now. But I wanna list some scriptures for you to go through. Maybe you're wondering about scriptures about fasting, okay? We're gonna be doing a fast as a corporate entity, the body of Christ, okay? And what we're going to do is every first of the month, we will fast, moving in, hallelujah, from the last day of that month into the first day, that day. Okay, and we'll be talking more about this, but we'll be fasting as a first fruit is under the Lord. And if you want to join me, please join me in fasting as we lift up the things that God has in store and that he wants us to pray about. We will be fasting and praying. Okay, the things of God and you might fast and only have water or you might fast and only have one meal a day, or maybe you'll fast a meal a day, but you need to go before the Lord to see what he says you should do, how you're to fast. 
but you fast with me, with us. And as we come together in power, the power of God, hallelujah, watch him work. We'll be praying. I'll be coming to you more, hallelujah, in the next few days, posting more on Facebook about this. I'm going to make another video, um, another video about this, hallelujah. But we're going to close here today. So, hallelujah. I'm going to give you the scriptures now. I'm going to just give you a list of them. And you go through and you read about this word. Read the word of God and read what the Bible says, okay? So we have the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 7, 6, okay? 2 Samuel 1, verse 12. And if I'm going to go, I'm going to go through them a little bit fast. So if you want to catch them and you didn't get to write them down, you can go back and play back the video, okay? Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Acts chapter 14, verse 23, Daniel chapter 10, verse 3, Esther chapter 4, verse 16, Exodus chapter 34, verse 28, Joel chapter 2, verse 12, Luke chapter 2, verse 37, Luke chapter 18, verse 12, Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4, Psalms chapter 69, verse 10, Psalms chapter 35, 13 through 14. Joel chapter 2, 12, uh, 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 chapter 2, verse 12 through 13. Acts chapter 13, verse 3 through 4. Daniel chapter 9, verses 3 through 5. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 15 through 17. 1 Kings chapter 21, verses 25 through 27. Luke chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. Ezra chapter 8, verses 21 through 23. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. Isaiah chapter 58, verses 3 through 7. Jonah chapter 3, verse 5 through 9. And finally, Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 12. I highly, highly implore you. I beg of you to go through and read these scriptures so that you see what the Lord God has to say. And you can begin to see how God uses our heart when it's a fast for him, is unto him a true fast, how powerful it can be. But for those of you here today, I want to share with you that these things that I shared about being protected and hidden in the Lord, if you don't have that today and you want that, it's as simple as saying yes to Jesus. It is as simple as that. Some of you today have been serving God and you realized you forgot that you have not been standing on the word of God and praying and telling your problems how big your God is instead of telling God how big your problems are. So I want you to stop today and I want you to turn your heart back to the Lord. And we're going to begin praying right now. And we're going to stand up and we're going to go before the Lord. And let's do that. Those of you who have never let the Lord or who, have, who are not living for the Lord, let's pray today. Hallelujah. I'm going to move back so that you can see me. And I want you to believe this in your heart and speak it with your mouth. Dear Jesus, I love you. And I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the son of God and that your blood was shed that my sin may be forgiven. Cleanse me with your blood in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I ask you right now to come and live inside my heart. I give my heart over to you. 
And I choose to live for you forever and ever in Jesus' name. So friends, that's it for today. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the household of God. I'm so excited. So of course, you can share this with your friends, share this with your family, share this video with your loved ones. There will be a link as well on Facebook so you can share it for someone who doesn't have Facebook. Or if you just want to share the link uh, or share the video on Facebook, please feel free to do so. I love you. God bless you. Until the next time.